Hello, and welcome to the NLP Highlights podcast, where we talk about interesting work in natural language processing. This is Matt Gardner and Walid Ammar. We are research scientists at the Allen Institute for Artificial Intelligence. Today, our guest is Paramita Mirza, a postdoctoral researcher at the Max Planck Institute for Informatics. Paramita is interested in extracting temporal and causal relationships between events, harvesting common sense knowledge, and understanding the semantics of numbers in natural language text. Welcome to the podcast, Paramita. Hi, yes. Today we will be uh, discussing her ACL 2017 paper titled Cardinal Virtues, Extracting Relation Cardinalities from Text. So the paper proposes uh, the new task of extracting relation cardinalities. What do you mean by relation cardinalities and why are they important? So maybe I should start with explaining the motivation behind this work. So we started from one research question related to knowledge-based quality on understanding what, or maybe more precisely, how much uh, knowledge bases know and how much they don't know, uh, which is the research topic of my co-authors, uh, Simon Rosniewski and Paris Derari. So one of the many ways to answer that question is to find such information in the web, which are often available in the form of unstructured text. And this is how I got involved because of my experience in information extraction from natural language text. And extraction information from unstructured text for populating knowledge bases has been a long-standing research on its own, right? But to answer the question of how much a knowledge base knows or, or should know, we don't really need to find that, for example, uh, Ivanka or Eric are in the child-parent relation with Donald Trump. We just uh, want to know how many entities are in the child-parent relation uh, with him. And such information are often expressed with sentences like Trump has five children from three marriages or um, she just won her second Oscar, for example. So these expressions are often used, especially for long-tail entities, where a non-important person is mentioned to have three children, but their names are unknown uh, because they don't really matter. And this is what we call relation cardinalities. So the number of objects that are in a certain relation with a, with a certain subject. So naturally, we start with investigating the occurrence of cardinal numbers in text, since the most common way to express relation cardinalities. There are a lot of research going on with trying to enter cardinals or numerals in text, but mostly they are related to uh, temporal expressions, uh, like a period of two months, 10 days, and so on and also physical quantities or measures, such as how much is $131 million, which is above the cost to employ everyone in Texas over a lunch period. This is taken from Chaganti and Liang's paper at ACL 2016. But yeah, there is not so much going on for um, extracting relation cardinalities, despite its usefulness for, as I mentioned uh, previously, uh, knowledge-based curation or for question answering, uh, for instance, on answering um, which U.S. presidents were married at least twice. And also despite uh, its frequent occurrences in text. So our study for this paper estimated that actually around 19% of numbers in Wikipedia articles are relation cardinalities. Yeah, I guess. So I did my thesis on the Nell project, where um, 
we were trying to build a knowledge base that was extracted from a bunch of text. And it was, I guess it's called the never ending language learning. So it was supposed to keep extracting every day more stuff. And the, Mm -hmm. the question you have there is when is it done for a particular relation? Like, how do we know when it's found everything? Like there are eight or nine planets, depending on how you define planets. If you want to expand that to exoplanets, maybe there are a few thousand or whatever, but for some relations, you can try to guess how many things there are. We can give that information a priori, but if you can extract it from text, then presumably you could do a better job at like bounding the growth of Nell or similar knowledge bases, like understanding what's going on. So yeah, really interesting problem. Yes, exactly. So yeah, one other motivation is to improve relation extraction, for example. So yeah, as you said, it can be used to estimate how many things should we extract from the text for relation extraction. And when we are already complete, then probably then we should just stop extracting instead of extracting more uh, false positives. Great. So thanks for bringing up the NEL project. Um, so in, in the paper, you mentioned that the NEL Tuples uh, sometimes include things uh, like Berlin 2016 attack, has mm-hmm. number of victims 32, and also tuples from OpenIE uh, such as like Obama has two children. How are these like kind of extractions different from what you're trying to do in this paper? The OpenIE method, the one that extract, for example, this Obama has two children. Uh, the, the methods fail in in understanding that two is actually the, the number of children of Obama. So it's it's just well, you need a, a further a processing, right, to understand that this is actually the relation cardinalities. Of course, the output of open IE methods can be used to extract such cardinalities, but yeah, the method itself currently stops at that, at extracting uh, such phrases without understanding it more. Do you expect uh, using OpenIE as a pre-processing step and like funneling the output through another process to to find the cardinality? Do you think that would be a reasonable way to approach this problem? That is one approach. So ideally, we want to try to make sense of all uh, numerals that, that appear in the text, right? So in that case, one approach would be to employ OpenIE to extract the um, facts or relations and then to understand what the numerals uh, correspond to. But then it would require us to solve the the numbers to predicates, to fake predicates. And that's, uh, in general, OpenIE is, is, is it's to map OpenIE results to predicates are a difficult task. Right, So yeah, that's why we turn the problem around. So uh, we start with predefined relation and a subject. And then what we are trying to estimate is how many objects should exist for a certain, sub- uh, for a certain relation given a subject. Right. So the paper focuses on four predicates, uh, trying to predict the correct number of children, spouses, parts, or administrative territorial entities. Yes. Why is it important to predefine the list of predicates instead of keeping it open? The goal of our experiments is to show that we can build a model to extract these relation cardinalities from text. And the chosen predicates are 
the ones that we know that the relation cardinalities are, are indeed expressed in the text for such relation. So yeah, that's how we choose these four relations. So it, uh, the, the reason has to do with uh, collecting label data then, right? Because it, these are the predicates for which it's, uh, we're, we're able to collect uh, in an easier way. So uh, that brings us to the question of how do, you, how do you collect the label data? Could you elaborate on this? Right. So we focus on this Wikidata predicate. So we use Wikidata as our knowledge base and Wikipedia articles uh, as our uh, source text for our evidence. For predicates, we collected the subject entities for which the relation exists for them. And then we count the number of objects that are in relation uh, with the subject. And we do it for each subject in, in the knowledge base. And also for each subject, we collected the sentences in their corresponding uh, Wikipedia articles that contains numerals or, or cardinals in this case, in this, in this work. So after that, then we generate the training data, so positive and negative examples, by labeling the numerals uh, in the text that matches the, the object count uh, from the knowledge base. As uh, If it matches, then uh, we consider it as positive example. If it doesn't match, then uh, as negative examples. How good is that assumption? Did you try to quantify how how often this distance distant labeling scheme actually worked? Well, for uh, the idea of using distance supervision is that uh, manual labeling is tedious, and um, for relation extraction, distance supervision approach is often used. So, and we thought that we have the knowledge base ready, so maybe we can just use uh, the information in, from the knowledge base uh, as the gold standard. But yeah, as, as we proceed with the work, we explained in our analysis that the using the knowledge base counts as our gold standard is, is not really um, a good idea because knowledge base is incomplete in, in itself so yeah um there must we must do some techniques to deal with this uh, incompleteness in the knowledge base if you want to use this as our gold standard so i'm, I'm curious to know uh, is there so uh, just to make sure i understand uh, you check the relation for example when you talk about children you check the relations for example uh, barack obama child yes uh, X and Barack Obama child Y. And then if you have two of these in the Wikidata, then you assume that the cardinality in this case is two. And then yes. you, you will go uh, in the text and label any number two in the Barack Obama Wikipedia page as a positive example. Is that right? Yes, yes. So I'm curious to know, is there also uh, like in Wikidata uh, properties that tell you the number of children or... Like actually, the count that you are interested in, and then you can use it as uh, maybe a stronger signal for distance supervision. So, for number of children, fortunately, yes, there is a relation called number of children, but this is not. Uh, it exists not for all relations in Wikidata, so only for certain uh, relation. And this, of course, we can use as. Um, our uh, gold standard, and we showed that 
using this uh, value from from the Wikidata as our ground truth uh, results in better performance for the models. So when you train the model with this, instead of counting the number of triples with that exhibit this relation, you get better results. Is that what you're saying? Yes, we get around 10% uh, improvement in uh, F1 score. The other thing that troubles me about this is the lower the numbers are, like, I think that this assumption is reasonable when the number of relations is high. Like if we're talking about the 60s, chances that there's another thing that has the count 67 is is very like slow. But uh, there are many, like many things that come in pairs. So if this person has two children, then it's also likely that uh, the numeral two would would be incorrectly labeled as a positive example. Uh, any thoughts on how to limit the severity of this assumption? So we tried also to understand which numerals can be useful for uh, the learning methods and also which uh, triple count can be useful. For example, as you said, like numerals one, it occurs like very frequently in text. It's used uh, in a lot of phrases like at one time or in one step or uh, yeah, just a lot of uh, one in text. And so the idea is to understand which one, uh, which numerals are not really so useful for the learning process and try to exclude that from, uh, from the learning. The same also uh, with the triple count. For example, uh, we, we found that for the spouse relation, uh, from the knowledge base, there are a lot of entities of subject entities that have only one uh, spouse, right? Or two, one or two. And then when we go into the text and then we try to label one and two as positive examples, this will create a lot of uh, noise for the learners. And so, yeah, we should also try to understand which triple count is uh, the best for each relation. Maybe for a spouse, we could start from um, like uh, three spouses are a good way to estimate, uh, to, to create a positive examples, for example. Yeah, this is interesting. It just highlights the difficulty of distance supervision in general. Yes. For some relations, it's it's a really reasonable assumption. Like if your relation is city, city and country, city located in country. If I ever see a city and a country in the same sentence, it's very, very likely that this relationship is being expressed. Because you're not going to, almost never you, will you see Paris and England mentioned in the same sentence. You, you, just don't, yes. you just don't say that. And so uh, for some relations, this really works. And for some relations, it really doesn't. And so it, it's just really interesting. I hadn't really thought of this cardinality issue and how, how it would affect distance supervision. But yeah, it seems really challenging to get this to actually work. Great. So moving to the uh, model, the CRF-based model you proposed in the paper, could you give a, like, a brief description of, of the model, what features you use? So there are two steps in, in extracting uh, relation cardinality. First, we want to identify the numerals in the text that correspond to ca relation cardinalities. And then uh, we want to, con uh, if there are several evidence in the text, and we want to consolidate them into a single number. So we only want to extract one number of children of Trump, for example. So for uh, identifying the numerals, the cardinalities in text, 
we approach it as a sequence labeling task. And so as a feature set, we use the, the context lemmas around the observed token uh, T. So the, the current token and then the bigrams uh, containing token and also the trigrams containing uh, the current token. That's the feature set. Yes, we learn to label token as a relation cardinality or not. So the, this is just binary classification. And do you feed it the full, uh, the full document or only the sentences which has numbers? Only sentences uh, containing numbers or yeah, numerals. One more detail there. Would it make sense to feed also as input since you already know when on a particular page, you know who is the subject that you're interested in? And I, I was curious. So if, uh, if the same uh, document maybe says the number of children uh, Barack Obama has and also Bill Clinton has, but the page is about Barack Obama. So you probably mm -hmm. want to only extract from the former one. Is there any feature that help you do this? Yes, that's the consolidation part problem. So in, in this work, uh, we just use a simple method by uh, choosing the, the cardinals or the numerals identified with the highest marginal probability. So if in, the, in one uh, page of Barack Obama, there are several um, evidences or several sentences containing uh, numerals that are labeled as cardinalities, then we just choose the, the one with the highest probability. And this is, of course, again, not a great assumption, but yeah, it, it, uh, there is a lot of ways to improve this. For example, um, by resolving the subjects of the, of the statements, for example, we found that in a text, sometimes, even if it's about uh, a certain person, the statements about children is actually related to the person's uh, parents or the person's siblings. It's nothing related to the person, right? So one idea would be to first understand what is the subject entities of the statements and then to connect the, the identified cardinalities to the subject. And how about the, the different kinds of predicates that you deal with? Do you have different labels for them or uh, are they trained in separate models? For each relation, we train a separate model. So yeah, the, the classification will be just for a certain given uh, relation, whether uh, it's a cardinality of that relation or not. So Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting task. I think uh, there's a lot of uh, future work that can be done to, like, to address this problem. Can you give us like a brief like recap on the key results in the paper? Yes. So for in this paper, we did two experiments related to on how uh, to improve the identifying part. So first one is just to regard all numerals in the text, and the second uh, the second setting is just regard only the the numerals that modify something. So here, uh, what we call the only new mod. So the numerals is, is in the relation, numeral, uh, numeric modifier relation according to dependency parsing. Yeah, so for a has-child relation currently, 
the the vanilla setting achieve around fourteen percent F one score, but when we uh, limit the the numerals that uh, we only consider numerals that modifying uh, something, modifying a noun, for example, then we achieve an improvement uh, up to 26% uh, F1 score for child relation. The most difficult relation, according to the experiments, is for spouse relation, for which we only get uh, less than 10% F1 scores, only 2% uh, F1 score. And this is uh, because for this relation uh, expressing, uh, for spouse relation expressing relation cardinalities with numerals uh, are rarely uh, happen. It is more common to express the uh, relation cardinalities with ordinals. For example, uh, John's second wife, Mary, means that uh, from, from these ordinals, we can infer that uh, the number of spouses uh, uh, is at least two. And so, yeah, uh, so this is one of the challenges that uh, we, um, we encounter after we analyze the results. So I see that your baseline number that you report for spouse is zero. What about just taking the majority label? which might be one or two or zero. I'm not sure what it would be in your data, but how well does that perform? Yeah, we didn't really experiment with that. So our baseline is just because the idea is to extract the information from the text, right? So uh, we can, of course, analyze from the, the counts in the knowledge base. So if the, uh, in the knowledge base, we know that most uh, people have one spouses, uh, one, one spouse, then we can say, okay, if there is a person, then definitely one spouse. We didn't take that as baseline because what we want to measure here is how well we can uh, extract uh, this kind of information from text. So from, yeah, so our baseline is just taking random number in a person uh, page as the cardinality. Yeah, that, that's a good point. It highlights the difference between what you might call relation extraction and knowledge-based completion or slot filling, where one of them just cares about the, the final truth value that, that you end up with, and the other one cares about understanding the meaning of a sentence in some sense, right? Yes. And so getting the final truth value might be relatively trivial, whereas actually understanding yes. the sentence is a whole lot harder. Yes, exactly. that's, a, that's a good point. Yeah, but there, there is also an aggregation component in this work, right? <clears throat> because even if you understand individual sentences, sorry, if you understand half of the sentences or all the sentences in this document, this may not be all the information you need. You may need to aggregate information from multiple documents in order to reach the correct cardinality. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's a difficult problem. Yes. So this is also, yeah, this is exactly one challenge that uh, we found. So regarding this compositionality. So what you mentioned is aggregating numbers from different documents, right? But even in a single sentence, we can label several numbers as cardinalities, which often happens for several relations, like children. Often the sentences are... For example, they have two sons and one daughter together. So here you have to sum up the, the number, the numerals to reach the, the, 
the final number as well. An interesting thing we ran into with Nell was facts change over time. So if you're trying to predict who's the president of which country, Nell only has the capacity to represent one person in that relation, which seems kind of silly because that's going to change over time, right? And I don't know, it, it seems like you might have that problem even worse here when you're trying to, to predict cardinalities of things, I, but I'm not sure if it's actually worse or not. But do you have any intuition on how hard it is, like how often these things change, how, how temporally dependent this cardinality is? Well, yes, for some relations, like uh, the number of spouse or number of children, this is highly dependent on, on time. It, it, it evolves, right, this kind of information. So definitely, yes. But here, that's why we use the Wikipedia articles. So the hope is that the source is already updated. Uh, so what we extract is already like the latest uh, information that we can get. This assumption will definitely change if we try to extract this relation cardinalities from from the web, so from from various texts, from news, from yeah, uh, a lot of other texts other than uh, Wikipedia articles for sure. Uh, do you have any other thoughts uh, on this work before we uh, conclude? Yeah. So at the beginning we start. Uh, so we start with numerals, right? With uh, just numbers for extracting relation cardinalities. But then uh, once we delve into the, uh, looking into the text and which sentences can actually express relation cardinalities, then we found that first ordinals can also express uh, cardinalities, but then with ordinals, we have to be cautious since it's not expressing uh, the exact cardinalities, but like the uh, lower bound of cardinalities. And then, there are also other uh, number-related terms, like twins, for example, for two children, like having twins, uh, which means having two children. Also, when we want to extract the the zero cardinality, like he never married, this is something. So it's, there is no number at all there. But for sure, these kind of statements or sentences or phrases uh, actually express the cardinality uh, of uh, spouse relation. So from a linguistic point of view, there are a lot of other expressions that we can play with, and this is interesting. Yeah, I really like this task because it highlights um, something that is very linguistically hard to, to capture. Like there's, It's hard to, to define one linguistic phenomena that captures this task at the same time it's a very useful one. Uh, I can imagine, like a lot, like you mentioned, many ways we can leverage this information if we're able to uh, reliably extract it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to see uh, what uh, what future research will uh, would, would be done on this data. So, uh, thank you very much for uh, doing this work, and it's been a great pleasure talking to you. Sure, thanks a lot for the opportunity.